Welcome to Damage Boost. I'm your host, Brock Holiday, and today we'll be talking Ratchet and Clank. So let's jump into it. So, and I'm taking a deep breath because remote learning has started for my children and I'm a very sleepy father, but we are talking about Ratchet and Clank today, and to talk about it, I need one of my favorite guests, one of my most frequent guests, and one of my most well-toned guests, Carl. Hello, stinkies. <laughs> no, uh, you, you, guys, you guys are awesome. Hi, everybody. Now, Carl, this yep. is going to be a question I cannot relate to, but I will ask it for our random opening question. What is your favorite lift to do when you're beefcaking out? Uh, honestly, it used to be, uh, there's something called a chest fly, which is basically where you, you take two dumbbells that are equal in weight. So let's say like two 20 or like two 30 pound dumbbells and you either lay down on a, on the floor or you lay down on a bench and you, uh, you hold them out in front of you and then you kind of like bring them down with your elbows slightly bent so you're, uh, imagine if you were like pulling a flywheel, right? right? So you bring them down and then you push them back up like that. But lately, uh, I've been watching a lot of like strongman competitions, which I know sounds really weird because I'm, I'm tiny and you need to be big to be a strong man, strong man. But, uh, I've been deadlifting a lot and deadlifting is not very good for your back. No, uh, and it's I not very that from my youth. <laughs> it's not very good for your back and it's not very good for your, uh, your lower back, especially. But I've just, I don't know, I've just kind of fallen in love with, like, seeing just how much I can pick up off the floor. And I just really like it. So, this is going to sound very meatheadish, but uh, I don't remember if it was with you. I revealed my secret past of kind of being a, a jock idiot when I was yeah. younger. Um, yeah. So, used to play football. And I in high school, when I played, I was only 5'4", 135 pounds. So, like, not big at all. But, like, it's football, so you... You gotta kind of like prove your your worth if you're small, right? You're not gonna get like the benefit of the doubt. So I was just, and it sounds super lame, all about benching. Like I wanted to see how much <laughs> I could bench more than my body weight because I think for our board, it was two twenty five. Uh huh. And I think before I got hurt and ended up quitting football, I I'd gotten up to like uh one ninety or two hundred. I don't remember where. I didn't make the board, but like still, I was benching, you know, significantly higher over my body weight, which. And I love that feeling of like actually be able to push that up and get it. It sounds weird that I'm older talking about pushing something up, be able to keep it up. But <clears throat> you know, that was always my no. my meathead, my meat meta drill and rush. I totally get that because like uh, that that's been like a personal personal goal of mine too is to be able to like bench more than I weigh. So I totally get that, and and I do like bench pressing. I just don't like it as much as some of the other exercises I do. So what it boils down to is we may be small, but we're mighty. That's true. And that kind of brings us to our game, uh, or series, excuse me, Ratchet and Clank. And uh, I was kind of excited when you brought this up. Like, I love Ratchet and Clank. I've played most of them uh, except for PS3 and I think because the only PlayStation device I haven't owned is a PS3. So I think I'm with you where I didn't play any of them that came out on PS3. Mm-hmm. Uh, recently or when i first bought my ps4 ratchet and clank uh the soft reboot um you will if you will 
had just been on the PlayStation Store for free on PlayStation Plus. So I downloaded it. I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah. Ratchet, I mean, Ratchet and Clank, let's do it. And was blown away. Mm-hmm. Like, it looks like a movie. I think they also released a movie around the they same did. time, too. And it was... Was it the same thing? Was it the same plot? Or am I misremembering? I, I don't know because I didn't play the game, but I was actually working at a local theater at the time. And, uh, oh, it came so out I saw, in theaters? I, what? I didn't know it came out in theaters. Yeah. Well, it, it came out in our theater. And, um... And I went and saw it, and since I was working there at the time, we had, like, they only sent us, because I guess the budget was, like, so low for this movie, because uh, the, the theater chain I used to work for was called Carmike, uh, but it's closed, it, it got taken over by AMC a few years back, um, but Carmike used to do, uh, like, brand deals with different companies, where, let's say, if we were getting, like, uh, I don't know, uh, a new uh, uh, Marvel movie, they would send us, like, Marvel-themed uh, work shirts, like Captain America, like a shield, and then, like, your name, and something like that. But Ratchet and Clank had a budget that was so small, they only sent us, like, five custom t-shirts. <laughs> and uh, one of the managers uh, that used to work there, he was he's super cool and we're, we're still good friends. And he actually hooked me up with one of the t-shirts because he knew how much I loved the game series. Nice. And, like, so I, I remember, and I know we're, side, we're already tangenting and we're, like, three minutes into this. <laughs> but it's uh, what we do, especially when it's it's you and, uh, you and I on the podcast. But... Mm-hmm. It was, it was like, I remember it kind of being built up. I'm like, oh, this is actually going to go in theaters. And, um, I mean, I live, I'm not in a big city, but I live in arguably, I think, the second biggest city in my state. Pretty damn close anyway. Wow. And it didn't come out here. So, like, I just assumed, like, oh, maybe it just, like, they kind of were building it up. But it, and it was on Netflix pretty short after I remember finding out about it. It's like, oh, maybe it was just. Maybe I just misheard or misremembered or whatever. But, I mean, it, it makes me excited it got its chance in a way. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, we we only had, like, three people go to the, <laughs> to the show the entire right. week. But <laughs> they kind of missed their their mark on that when they should have released it ten years ago, you know? Yeah, yeah. It was kind of a weird move to, like, make a cinematic movie and not just, like, kind of... But, you know, it showed... It was a nice movie. It looked good. But Yeah, it looked really good. It was... And, honestly, if you were a fan of the series, oh, my God, you would love the movie. The yeah. mo- it was It was, like... It was like watching somebody play the game, but, like, better. It was really good. I didn't feel like they changed anything, but I guess since they're not going for, like, a giant big-budget release like uh, Super Mario Brothers did and oh yeah, other video game adaptations in the past, uh, they didn't feel the need to change it to make it, like, catch the mainstream moviegoer. Uh-huh. But with, uh, with this game, uh, hang, the 2016 remake... Do you, do you mind if I ask you a question real quick before yeah, we move go for on? It. Go for it. What did you think of the new video on Nathan's channel with uh, with Super Mario with the uh, Mar- Lego Mario? Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, that um, that was when you uh, apparently broke his neck. Which is weird. Um, really oh, wait, enjoyed no, that I, video. I, I, was confused by that sound effect choice because I'm like, oh, did Carl kill him? Oh yeah, never mind. I already <laughs> asked you about that. That, that was that, on your podcast. I'm pretty sure though. Was it but on my podcast? I believe it was with when we were on with Tetra. That's right. You're yeah. right. You're right. So it's okay. So the people who uh, who uh, didn't who didn't come over here from your podcast uh, will have to know that you and Nathan did a Lego Mario uh, video, and it's really funny. I highly suggest it. But in that video, Carl is supposed to. Uh, I don't subdue. even know what I was supposed to do to Nathan. I think I was just supposed to like put him on the floor. So that that's kind of what I did. <laughs> but he adds a neck snap and you kind of jerk your body at the same time he does it and like 
he obviously don't kill him in the video. Right. Um, but it, at the moment, I was like, did, why did Carl? Carl's fucking killed him. Like, straight up <laughs> broke his neck. Like, this video got dark super fast. Because it was a uh, um, everything wrong with? Or was it mind-blowing? I don't remember. Is it, everything was wrong with? it was triggered. Triggered, sorry. Everything wrong with this track. That's okay. Bad. Um, I actually just watched, like, five Achari's Everything Wrong With Sonic ones yesterday. Oh, yeah, kids, yeah. I watched this new one, and my kids were like, we need more, more Sonic. I'm like, all right, fine. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, that was that was pretty incredible. I and, guess uh, it needs to be a meme or a gif of some kind. Uh, the reason I asked was because you said, like, the Super Mario Brothers movie, and I was thinking of the end scene where, you know, Connor busts in and is, like, <laughs> is forcing the Lego Mario back yeah. with the Super Mario Bros. DVD. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna. Sorry, this is gonna be another side tangent, and I That's swear okay. we're gonna get to this game. That reminds me. I think it was Lonely Goomba tweeted out like that. Unobjectively, the Super Mario movies are actually a really good movie. If you no. don't compare it to Mario, like no, it's badly acted. It's badly constructed. Yeah, no, uh, it's not. And even if you take out the fact that it was supposed to be a Mario thing, if you look at it just on its like objectively, it is a poorly done movie. Yeah, it, it's still a bad movie. No it's matter which way really you really bad movie. I think that was one of those I want to make a hot take so I get attention on the internet takes, but mm-hmm. you know we won't tell anybody about that. <laughs> anyway, Ratchet and Clank, the 2016 soft reboot remake, yes. whatever yes. you want to call it, it's beautiful. Um, one of my favorite things about it is like tone does not change; it is still Ratchet and Clank, and I can play it and have a blast and complete the game. And my two youngest um, have played through the entire game and have beat it twice. Um, so it's That's awesome. it's a weird balance of it appeals to everyone who enjoys the style of game or the series, but it could be as difficult or as easy as you want it to be. Yeah, yeah, I think you're definitely right, and that's that's kind of how it was with the uh, with the older games too, really, if you think about it. Yeah, and they all, as far as I can remember, and I the ones I distinctly remember are the PS2 uh, Ratchet and Clank yes. and the PSP one, which was, uh, PSP was, what do we say? It was Size Matters. Size Matters. I don't remember. Is The original one was just Ratchet and Clank 2, correct? I think. Uh, the original one was just called Ratchet and Clank. Yeah. And then there was Ratchet and Clank 2, which was Up Your Arsenal. Oh, hold on. We're going to talk about the names of oh, it. Oh, We're okay, t- okay. I, I, I want to dedicate bad, a bad. whole <laughs> section of the segment to uh, these names. Okay. Because uh, yeah. there is a lot of spinoffs and and mobile and stuff, and they all uh, they all just go down that path. So I want to yeah. just do them all in one big go. Okay. Do you want to you want to go ahead and do that? Yeah, you know, let's do that, and we'll hop back to 2016. So sure. I saw a meme, and I meant to pull it up so I get the, the exact line right. But it's of Ratchet and Clank, and they were, it was on one of the gaming subreddits, and they were talking about how the humor was just, like, crazy, like, you don't realize how dirty it is. Oh, yeah. And one of the guys is saying, like, oh, my daughter told me about how amazing your hands are. And, <laughs> and then he, the the next frame is, like, Ratchet, uh, Ratchet doing the, like, oh, no, no, no. And he's like, oh, I, I swear I never touched her. And then that's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I laughed hysterically, and I was like, oh, crap, like, I didn't realize how like dirty these games are. Yeah, it went totally over our head as kids. So with that with that being said, it's Ratchet and Clank is the first one. Yep. Uh, next one's Going Commando, which you know. Oh, okay. It's there. Uh, up your arsenal. Yep. Uh, Deadlock, not so much. Not so and much. And then there's Tools of Destruction, not one. Quest for Booty, though. Yep. Uh, crack in Time. And the Nexus, not so dirty. We got Size Matters, though. <laughs> Full frontal arsenal. <laughs> Wait, I thought it was Full Frontal Assault. 
Assault, yep, sorry. I miss, yeah. <laughs> so f- full frontal assault, I mean, like, they're kind of even reaching on some of these. Mm. And then, uh, yeah, that's probably the the, the, the last of the uh, innuendos, if you will. The classic Ratchet and Clank The games. classic Ratchet and Clank Going games. commando, up your arsenal. Which uh, I didn't realize either until starting research for this that Insomniac technically didn't step in to do this until 2000. Well, and yeah, well, no, they started it. So 2002. Yeah. God, I had a brain fart. I'm like, oh, 2002 was like eight years ago. That's not very long. No, they've been they've been with the series the entire time, mm-hmm. which is actually incredible. Because if you think about, and it, I know it's not on the same level, but Halo is is arguably one of the biggest gaming franchises in yeah. history, and it switched hands, and I would argue that I know Bungie didn't want to do it anymore. And mm-hmm. I don't think 343, I believe, yeah. does a bad job, but I think they're too worried about keeping it Halo, and the games are boring. Like, mm-hmm. the story, I think, is fine um, for that, but it's just like they're too afraid to not do what Bungie did, because Bungie changed the game with, mm-hmm. with Halo. And with... Uh, keeping it in the same hands for the most part i mean it's been consistently good it's been consistently fun and i feel like they've changed things and done different mechanics and it's still been pretty great Mm -hmm. i i I definitely agree i think that like and and something i was going to add on uh they actually produced the movie too like they, they stepped into like direct it which is really freaking cool um but yeah it the the games are themselves they they come from an era that was kind of different, you know what I mean? Like, um... Because it was basically coming right off of the PlayStation and the N64 days. Which was all about, like, the 3D platformer. And right. it was just, like, more about the, the basic 3D platforming. Just, like, the, the running, the jumping, the Mario 64s, the Banjo-Kazooies, stuff like that. And then along comes Jack and Daxter and Ratchet and Clank. And there are these two games that are still, like, open-world, still 3D platformers... But now you're adding in, like, elements of uh, first-person shooters. You're adding in elements of, like, beat-em-ups. You're adding in uh, weapons. And they bring up, they brought in, like, all these new concepts and all these new ideas for what a 3D platformer should be like. And I don't think they get enough credit for that, honestly. Because they were, like, Sony, especially in the early 2000s, like, right after the, the release of the PS2, definitely kind of, like, pioneered the way of the 3D platformer. But of course you have Nintendo... And, and they did, like, Mario Sunshine and, uh, uh, oh, shoot, I can't, the Zelda game, Wind Waker, Wind Waker, yep. and Wind Waker, but when you think about, like, classic 3D platformers, um, I feel like Ratchet and Clank feels more like those games than either Mario Sunshine or, uh, Wind Waker, really. Yeah, no, I, 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 you know, I haven't really thought about it until we talked about it, but yeah, it, it, it's withstood the test of time with a where a lot of them just kind of died off, because it was, like, the golden age, or the, and also slash the beginning of the 3D platformers, mm-hmm. where almost everything in a, some kind of way was a 3D platformer. Which is, if you haven't played the new Doom, uh, it's kind of a platformer. Oh, really? Um, uh, and I actually did an episode with uh, Sam from the, the Funny Papers about it, and he said, you know, a lot of the Doom community f- like flipped their shit, but he's like, it makes it different, it makes it fun. So, mm-hmm. weird, like, modern 3D platform. But anyway. Uh, yeah, no, and this game, although it be... It, it be, wow, words. <laughs> although it is four years old at this point, 
I mean, 2016. Let's let's go back to Man, what was, was less on fire. Um, and it, I mean, that was a bold time to release a three D platformer. It was. <laughs> you know, it's it's not not a super big time, and I would argue like now it might work a little bit more because things are like kind of get more of a retroy a comeback and being sold cheaper or through PlayStation Plus or Game Pass where it's easier to get access to that stuff. And they they made it work. They 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 have kept this franchise alive for jeez eighteen years. years. When when it it's core core uh, gameplay gameplay. Thank you. Hasn't really changed too much. Which yeah. I, I've I've talked about before. Like some series, you need to see changes to, which uh, like Gears of War. Like I said. Uh, Halo, like it's, we get it, like it is that, but you can expand it a little bit. But right, even though this is a reboot, like I'm not bored with it. I guess it might be the style of game it is, with it being a 3D platformer, and you have different ways to complete the game. You can find all this hidden stuff within levels that actually unlock things that can make the game easier for you. Mm-hmm. You have to retread when you get certain items. I think that style of game has more lasting power than people want to admit. Yeah, I think you're right. Because um, the world is, honestly, it's it's huge. Like, when you think about 3D platformers, they have a giant world. And especially when it comes to Ratchet & Clank, because there's all the different weapons, there's all the different upgrades, there's all the different items you can get, you know, like the, the, the claw shot. Um, and I remember, like, a big, big part of my, my youth was spent... Uh, I'm, I'm not sure if you're familiar, how familiar you are with the weapons from the games, but the Rhino. Do you remember the Rhino? Uh, you, I'll have to, I'm not, so, I'm bad with the names, but I know, what does it do? Uh, it just destroys everything. You, you okay. just shoot a bunch of missiles at everything and everything blows up, but it was called the Rhino. And I remember a big part of my childhood was spent, uh, trying to unlock the Rhino in the first Ratchet and Clank, and then, uh, I was playing Size Matters, and I didn't realize it, but you could actually unlock the Rhino in that game as well. Oh, nice. And I didn't, I didn't know that until, like, 2009. Uh. Um when my friend Aaron talked about it and I was like, oh shoot. So I went back and I played the game again and uh, unlocked the Rhino because I, I just wanted it so bad. It's so much fun. It's such an overpowered weapon. Yeah, and like, I would kind of jump on that a little bit. The weapons um, are just so weird and unique and fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of my favorites from this current game is the, uh, it's not what it's called, I'm blanking out, but basically like the disco ball. You throw and all the enemies are dancing. Oh yeah! And they take the, they take the time to like give all the different types of enemies different dance moves that would make sense for what they are. And like uh-huh. I really appreciate that little touch. It's and I don't. It just it tickles me every time. It's never not funny. The Groovatron. Groovatron. Thank you. Thank you. I, I just looked it up. <laughs> uh, another one of my favorites. Um, actually, my my kid's personal favorite, not no, their second personal favorite, is the sheepadator. Oh yes, turn shit into sheep, and yes. they're like really well designed sheep. Yeah, which is weird. I, I, I remember that from uh, that was in Size Matters, wasn't it? The sheepinator. Uh, it's also in the 2016 one as oh, well. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Okay. They, they they have a lot of like weapons that have come from other games in this one. Yeah. And their personal favorite, uh, and I don't know if it's because he's got a voice and he talks a lot of smack. But they love Mr. Zircon. They're always like, Mr. Zircon, every time he does it. And they'll say it too. And then they'll get excited. Like, Mr. Zircon's helping us. Look, he's shooting everybody. And yeah, he's, <laughs> he's a cute little design too. I, I enjoy him. 
Oh yeah, that that's new. That wasn't in any, or uh, at least what I can remember, that uh, Mr. Zircon was not in any of the uh, PS2 games. And the uh, hoverboards in this game. Um, yeah. They, the and the main like hoverboard guy that you help, you find him on a planet. His name's Skid McMarks. Yep. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know if I should laugh because like that's funny and juvenile, or like, do I call it lazy? I, I don't. I don't know because I don't it's feel like. like it's like third grade humor but it's like good third grade humor you know yeah yeah (laughs) and that that's something that the the series has always kind of kept throughout its uh throughout its uh all of its incarnations as well except for like ratchet deadlocked did you play deadlocked i did not play deadlocked okay deadlocked was weird because it was trying to be like super edgy and it tried to like that was emo phase yeah because it it came out in like 2007 i think let me Mm. let me check it i'm pretty sure it was 2007 ratchet deadlocked yeah, this is a series with a talking uh, Limax. So it came... Sorry? Yeah, no, it's just like, it's a tiny robot and a, uh, was it, is he a Limax or whatever? Lombax. Lombax, yeah. Um, yeah, you can't make that edgy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so it came out in like 2005. And it, the thing about like Ratchet Deadlocked is it, it didn't have Clank in it. Well, it did have Clank. That was the whole point of the game is you're, you're trying to rescue him. But, um... It, it tried to be like really edgy and it gave like ratchet armor um I, it's not a bad game but it, it strayed really far from the series it like even with the names like up until that point you know they they had had like the uh going commando up your arsenal all the funny the funny names right yeah. and then ratchet deadlock comes out and it's just, like, yeah and it's, it's, <laughs> so don't cut yourself on the edge ladies and gentlemen basically and then um but i think they realized that it just kind of it didn't fit the rest of the series, and then the next game, Size Matters, on the PSP, got back to the formula. Got back to, like, the, uh, you know, the, the, the more juvenile, third grade, fourth grade humor that we still kind of love. Because, you know, we're, we were kids back then, so th- yeah. so things like Skid McMarks, that, that would be funny to us back then, you know, or like... <laughs> So the, the the only other game I can think of that kind of skirts juvenile humor is, uh, um, for me, that I, I play more routinely would be Borderlands. And I oh, think, yeah. I think Bratchet and Clank never, its humor never goes for just, like, pure shock. It's always just, like, tee-hee, like, you know, poop, or, you know, <laughs> boobs, and, or yeah, whatever. Basically. And it's... No, I never touched her. <laughs> right, yeah, like, it, more harmless. And, like, I don't think... Borderlands as humor is bad or anything, but it mm-hmm. does it can like really miss the mark sometimes. And not right. saying that like it's offensive or anything, but it can just be really like oh like okay I guess that was a joke. <laughs> so what so I'm saying is I think Ratchet and Clank definitely kind of skirts that line of like juvenile, but not not for shock value. Right. Just which. Just- just literally because the, the, the developers are like a bunch of 12-year-olds. <laughs> right, right. Or just like me, just a man who never grew up. Yeah. Uh, so or, wh- go ahead. Uh, what is your favorite game in the series? Is it one of the ones on the PS2? Is it the remake? Is it... So... So it, it depends. Like, all right, if I'm going to leave my nostalgia glasses on, uh-huh. honestly, the game that I, for whatever reason, connected with the most was Size Matters. Okay. And, and I know it's not, like, arguably the best of them Mm -hmm. but it's just i the psp was expensive it was like something my dad was like hey i'm gonna buy this for you um because why not and you know we we were super poor but we 
couldn't just throw money at consoles and stuff. Well, yeah. So like it was special, and that part was special. That was one. That was the first game I bought with my own money. Uh, for it was Ratchet and Clank because you know it's Ratchet and Clank. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if I'm gonna take off nostalgia goggles and like for actual gameplay, looks, story, everything, it has to be the 2016 uh, reboot slash remake, reimagining or whatever you want to call it of the game. It it just it's just it's good it's just so good mm-hmm. i don't have a lot of complaints about it what I mean, about that, you that's fair mine is definitely um uh nostalgia wise actually the only the only experience i have with it is nostalgia wise because i haven't really played any of the modern ones and i didn't play any of the it's called ratchet and clank future uh, the ones that are on the ps3 um i think mine has got to be going commando <laughs> right it's, and it's got the best name it, it does have the best name and one it's got the best name two it's when they really like they like nailed down the characters the voices the um uh basically like everything that made the first game fun they nailed it down and then they just made it better like the the first game was fun but it had you know like some some weird quirks and then uh going commando you could like get armor and you could like upgrade the armor and equip it and it, it was just it was just a lot of fun and I I want to go back and play. I do they have a you know I should have looked this up before, but do they have a collection? Because I feel like it's one of those ones I kind of want to go back and play. I would like to play again because I don't have a very in depth memory of it. Uh, yes, they do actually. It's that, on the oh, but it's on the PS3. Oh yeah, and that's the only literally the only PlayStation I haven't owned, uh, and I probably won't own a PS5 because I'm not paying a thousand dollars. Me neither. I, I'm yeah. not buying a PS5. <laughs> I don't play. Any. Uh, I'm more of a me- Xbox meathead if I had to pick between the two, and then Nintendo just gets my money because they're Nintendo. Yeah, and and I mean you have kids, so like you you kind of yeah. have to. Yeah, and if I'm being real honest, like I probably like Nintendo a little <laughs> bit more just because I'm old and nostalgia glasses and whatnot. Um, I remember that. Yeah, no, I, I'm the same way. I I basically I bought my PS3 in like 2010, and then I I bought a Wii U, <laughs> and then I bought my Switch, and I I haven't really I, I still don't have a PS4. I'm probably not gonna buy one, and I I don't have an Xbox One. I don't have an Xbox 360. I've been Nintendo for the past two generations. Um, uh, before we uh, start wrapping up, there's one big thing I definitely wanted to uh, talk about this game, and at first, uh, it's I don't know. I don't. I don't know if you call it a trope, but it's a, a storytelling device I typically hate in movies or games or TV or whatever. Mm-hmm. Is when you're playing a story someone's telling, like, or like, or you're you're playing a memory. And typically, I hate that. And okay. For this, for the 2016 remake, it's Captain Quark is in prison and he's telling you the, the whole story of what leading up to eventually him getting out of prison. Spoilers for this game. Uh, and you you're kind of playing and playing uh, him retelling what Ratchet and Clank did and their whole story. Mm-hmm. And at first I was like, oh god, you know, because like I said, I'm not a huge fan of that. I, I when I see it in the movies, it seems to be more like a lazy way of doing the story or whatever. But but as I I gave it a chance, I played through the whole thing. It works because they kind of put their own spin on it, mm-hmm. where you know. Uh, his voiceover is like, Ratchet and Clank did this, and then like Ratchet would be like, no, we can't do that. But like, okay, they did this. <laughs> or if you keep dying a certain way, he's like, maybe Ratchet should have tried using the 
the whatever boots <laughs> or whatever. And oh, like yeah. that made it fun to where it wasn't like, oh, like this is just your point of the story. It's like, oh, it's got a fourth wall breaking, like poking fun at this way of telling the story, but while still using this method to tell the story. Yeah, and he also sounds like uh what's the what's the name of the captain from Futurama? Um uh oh You know God. who I'm talking about? Uh yep. Uh oh god, uh, Phil Hartman played him. Zap yes. Zap Brannigan. Yeah, he he's like Captain Quirk sounds like Zap. He's yes. like Welcome everyone to yeah, it's like <laughs> If uh, just, if oh, Zap Brannigan wasn't a sexual predator, he would be Captain Quirk. Yes. Basically, Captain Quirk is I, everybody just loves Captain. Like he becomes like a uh, like a villain in in, in like uh, in the third game, or like not really a villain, more like an anti. Like he doesn't. He's so stupid. He doesn't yeah. realize that he's doing anything wrong. And self centered. Yeah, he's very self centered, and um, I kind of resonate with that. But <laughs> no, but um, he he like I I don't know. I just want to like take a minute to appreciate the character that is yeah. Captain Quark because Captain Quark was the quirky weird hero before the quirky weird hero trope. Yep, yep. And he's like you said, he's in this game they do a good job of it too. Like he's weirdly charming at the beginning, right? And then and then he like doesn't quite go full evil, but he does sell out. I mean, I guess a planet gets blown up, so he does technically go full evil, and <laughs> and you're kind of like, oh, yeah, fuck this guy, like, we should just kill him. And then by the end, he's like, you know, yeah. has learned what he's done, and of course, because you know, Ratchet and Clank are like idealistic. They're like, hey, you know, yeah. like, we're gonna get out of here together. Uh, you can redo this. Yeah, you almost feel just like sad for him because yes. he tries so hard to like make himself awesome, and then he just. He's just not. He's and just not. <laughs> I mean, I, I get I get being jealous. I mean, it plays on, like, jealous emotions and how that can make you do things that you don't, uh, you probably wouldn't normally do because it's hard to give up attention, a lot of attention and yeah. love and stuff like that. Yeah. So, in a weird way, like, his story is pretty well told and, like, in a, within this universe, a believable way. Mm-hmm. Which I'm a, I'm a huge fan of. Yeah, so I, I'm with you. Like, he was, he was... Or at least for uh, people around our age, the OG quirky superhero. And, yeah, uh, that that's who I really think about whenever I think of quirky superheroes and or or just like quirky space captains. And maybe that was a trope from like, and you know, in a way, he's almost like um, he's almost like uh, Captain Kirk from Star Trek, except the uh, so without uh, being a sexual predator. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> what what what's his God, space what's captains the... tend to be sexual predators. <laughs> for whatever reason. Who was the original character that or the original guy who played Captain Kirk? I can't remember his oh, name. Oh, um, William Shatner. Yeah, he he's like the William Shatner, you know, like yeah, with the, yeah. the the weirdly like like weirdly soothing voice, but at the same time it's really silly. <laughs> well, I think another thing for the character designs of this uh that make Captain Kirk kind of brilliant is he he's quirky with his voice. Mm-hmm. He's quirky with his actions. And his design is quirky. It is yeah. so different than everyone else, but it's it's almost Looney Tunes uh, esque of with having like, big old feet, big old like weird chest, tiny waist, big old head, <laughs> like, giant chin. He is himself quirky, and like every so like just kudos to character design, like little claps. Yeah, the, claps. the character design in Ratchet and Clank is really good, and e- even just like the character of Ratchet and like. 
like ratchet kind of like shout outs to ratchet for being a furry before furries right like <laughs> uh, actually i i saw a documentary like the, those people have been around since like the 50s so <laughs> really yeah no Aww. it was uh it was like adult cartoons were pretty big uh and like especially cats-esque things since like the 60s are you serious yeah i would have to find that either was a youtube video or documentary i watched that kind of like broke down how it happened and what? how it kind of like they used uh like it was started like all these people started going to anime uh not anime uh cartoon adult cartoon conventions and by i mean adult cartoons like cartoons marketed at adults because these character designs were of appealing kind of attractive animals and then, like then it became a weird thing and there was like a whole fight between different groups and yeah no, wait, you mean wait 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 okay i'm gonna stop you right there I'm going to get really close to the mic. Okay. Do you mean to tell me that there was, like, a furry war? In a way, yeah. <laughs> like, it's it's actually an insanely interesting history, like, of the whole thing. And I would have to figure what YouTuber, because I'm pretty sure it was a YouTuber, what rabbit hole I fell down. That, okay. Uh, um, it started, like, and found that, but it's incredibly interesting. Like, just, it was weird. So just... It's it's been around for a long time actually so <laughs> so just, they so you're telling me that like actively they were trying to convert people into furries with all those Disney movies and all those cartoons that we watched when we were growing up they were actively trying to turn us into furries I I'm not going to say they were I'm not going <laughs> to say they weren't I'm Let me just going to say they were hat. hold on I'll they be right were there <laughs> Uh, it's all there. Just you know, evidence is there, and I am simply bringing it to you. Don't kill the messenger. Wow. No, uh, no, no. I just, I just think it's kind of funny. Anyway, let's let's try to like circle back to the game. <laughs> Actually, I think. Um, yeah, I know this is probably one of the short episodes of Damage Boost, but I think we covered this pretty well. And um, is there any final Ratchet and Clank uh, thoughts you have before we go? Um. Let me let me think for a second. Uh, While you think, I'm gonna I'm gonna blast mine out there. Sure. Um, this series, if you haven't played it, uh, the games are cheap on PlayStation Network. If you got it, um, I think this 2016 remake is under 20 bucks. 100 worth it. Uh, if you're a retro game collector, they're worth collecting and playing. They, like I said, they appeal to all ages and they're wonderful. I definitely agree that the. Um, the 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 games themselves are fantastic they is i don't i can't really speak about the ones on the ps3 because i've never played them i've played them like uh a few times just like over at friends houses and over just just kind of played them uh, like here and there but i've never like sat down and played through them but the ones on the ps2 are fantastic if you get the chance to play them or if you get the chance to collect them if you have a ps2 or if you even have a ps3 and you buy the collection play the games uh you're not going to regret it play the remake um there's so many quirky characters the stories are just they're fun enough that they don't take themselves super seriously even though they're kind of like save the world scenario uh but you still you still get that like fun enjoyable it, it almost feels like an 80s cartoon like a like a like a rerun or like an episode of he-man where it's like i don't know skeletor tries to like destroy eternia but in a weird way that that's kind of, that kind of makes it fun because it's like oh you know he's not actually going to be able to do anything because the heroes are going to come in and stop him and that's how the plot of of ratchet and clank feels all the plots it, um except maybe size matters because that one was more about just like technology 
Um, that was that one was a lot of fun. I played through that so many times as a kid, and just loved it to death on the PSP. So, uh, kind of on the same note as Brock, it's worth it. They're enjoyable. They can be enjoyed by all ages. Play the games. Awesome. That's a great way to uh, sum it up. And thank you for taking over because one of my children decided they wanted to scream down into my recording room while we're recording. I mean, it's and all right. That is parenting in a nutshell, guys. Not <laughs> not any time alone. Screaming that's okay, children. Yep. But they're good, so that's cool. Um. So yeah, uh, Ratchet and Clank is great. You know, it's it's a little bit harder to fill up a whole hour with it because. As much as it is amazing, uh, it's still it's pretty surface level. Like they don't, it's not a lot yeah. of metaphors. It's it's just kind of all there for you. But yeah, that's fine. It doesn't have the, to be deep. That's the thing that I enjoy about it is that it's not deep. Like I said, it's like a it's like an '80s cartoon. It's like an episode yep. of He Man. Yep. You you play it because you know the heroes are going to win in the end. Everything's going to turn out fine, it's, and it's looks just cool. fun. Uh, yeah. So on that note, you got anything to plug before we go? Uh, if you like Yu-Gi-Oh, I do, I make Yu-Gi-Oh videos. You should good go check Yu-Gi-Oh them out. Too. The good Yu-Gi-Oh videos, high quality Ratchet stuff. Ratchet and Clank poster in the background of your last one. Yes. <laughs> I caught with that. my weird, uh, with my weird sketch that I did at the start of my video. But, um, yeah, you should definitely go check that out. My YouTube channel, uh, check out my Twitter. I post memes and funny things. And you should also check out uh, the Minus World podcast if you're a fan of Nathaniel Bandy or Charai 5 or any of those guys. You should go check it out on their YouTube channel. They do some good stuff over there. Awesome. And for me, Damage Boost podcast at Twitch. Been actually a lot of Warzone lately. Probably will continue on the Warzone train uh, most nights just because it's free and it's what my friends are playing. So, and uh, yeah, and Damage Boost pod at Twitter. Um, yeah, I'm trying to, no other real big news, uh, damage boost wise, but hopefully soon we're going to revamp our social media and it might be more interesting than me just randomly saying, Ooh, I like this or I like that. So follow me and stay tuned. All right, Carl, I really appreciate your time, man. Yeah, dude. It's always a blast. Be good people.